What is the best university ever? Welcome to Iowa, where you can write your own story. Choose from over 200 areas of study, including a dozen programs ranked in the top 10. Roll up your sleeves and try something new. You never know where it might take you. This story is written, directed, and produced by you. Learn more at uiowa.edu. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to another edition of In the Office Corner with HN. I'm HN, your host, and I'm very excited to bring to you today a gentleman who <laughs> has not only puzzled me, but it intrigued me because, well, his lifestyle. He's doing something that I wish I could have done, that I wish maybe one day I'll do, and in the meanwhile, I'm going to follow in his shadow and in his footsteps. I'm talking about Ron Melchior. Ron is here with us today to share with us his book and his lifestyle and his history. So let's go ahead and say hi to Ron. Good morning, Ron. Good morning, ATN. I truly appreciate this uh, opportunity to talk to you and and, uh, with your listeners. Oh, thank you very much for taking time to be with us. The thing that's amazing is I'm in Atlanta, Georgia, USA, and you're in Saskatchewan, Canada, and we're connected by way of a little tiny thin wire called fiber optic cable. <laughs> that's amazing, isn't it? Well, technically, it's it's actually you may be getting fiber optics, but our our conversation is actually going over an internet uh, satellite connection right now. So fortunately, we've got the technology to of uh, a satellite that we can connect, which is wonderful. Not only not only are you homesteading, but you have your own satellite too. How about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've got a satellite dish on mounted on the house. It would work the ver- yeah. very similar to your your TV. Okay. Uh, if anybody has satellite TV. Uh, you got a dish okay. on the side of the house. It's, the only difference is I can I can send a signal up to the satellite so other people can uh, can hear hear my side of uh, the conversation. Fantastic, amazing, amazing. Well, Ron, I am really intrigued with what you have done, what you are doing, what you plan to do, because you're a gentleman who, as you say in your book, off the grid and free. You're actually doing that. You're off grid and free. So let's go ahead and let the audience know a little bit about you. Uh, tell us, please, okay. who's this gentleman called home, Mr. Ron, off the grid and free, Melchior? Well, again, my name is indeed Ron Melchior, and I'm chatting with you and your listeners from our off-the-grid homestead. 
and our home is located in the Canadian wilderness. We're out wow. uh, in the wilderness of northern Saskatchewan, and we're 100 miles out. So when I say 100 miles, wow. I'm talking air miles, and the nearest town, uh, the supply town, would be Laurent. So in order to, for us to get supplies, we'd have to fly 100 miles to get uh, resupplied. I'm married, wow. and uh, my wife Joanna and I live on this remote lake. Access is only by float plane. So it's hard for people to yeah. fathom uh, how remote we are and how, how far out we live. But the only way anybody can find us is by float plane. There aren't any roads or trails to get to us. We don't, yeah. we don't have any neighbors. It's just the two of us out here in the bush. And uh, to give you some idea of how oh, – I'm sorry, go ahead. Now, I was just going to say, I'm sure you have neighbors, but they're not the human kind. <laughs> uh, that's correct. The only neighbors are animals, and that, and that suits us just fine. We, we like okay. the animals. Uh, um, generally, we don't see another human for six months at a time. Um, so spring and the fall are the only times that we come out for resupply. That's the times that we get mail, we do our shopping, uh, we deal with our, wow. any appointments that need to be dealt with. And that's the only time that wow. we interact with other people. Um, I'm an avid outdoors kind of guy. And I believe firmly in being self-reliant as, as possible. I was born in yes. Philadelphia. And I certainly no. never set out to uh, live this non-traditional life. I, I, this was never on my radar. And when I look wow. back at my life, um, it's kind of really hard to believe all the twists and turns that, that occurred that wow. really led to living yeah. in such a remote, isolated location. It, it's been quite a journey. Okay. Well, let me back up a little bit, please. You said you live mm -hmm. on the lake. Now, you don't mean that literally, mm -hmm. do you? You live on the land or on the lake itself? Well, we're 200 feet back from the lake. So we, oh, okay. we're, we're, we live on the shoreline. Okay. Well, for our audiences, we would just want to clarify that because they may have the image mm -hmm. that you fill the house on the sea or the, the, the water of the lake, <laughs> which you're talking about 200 yeah. feet from the lake itself. Yeah. Okay. Correct. Correct. Okay, good enough. So you are the author of this book, Off Grid and Free, My Path to the Wilderness. Is that right? That's correct. My book uh, was published uh, this past February, and the mm -hmm. publisher is, uh, is Moon Willow Press. That's who published it uh, this past February. Okay, yeah. In Canada too, right? Correct, British Columbia. Okay, yeah. Now, would you explain to the audience what do you mean behind it, that unique title, Off Grid and Free? Um, sure. Um, I was blessed in life, and and continue to be blessed in life to have to to have done some unusual things, and I've had some wonderful experiences. As a young guy mm -hmm. uh, in my early 20s, I headed off to northern Maine to homestead. I had a desire to be off-grid and live a self-reliant okay. life. That freedom gave me the opportunity years later to through-hike the Appalachian Trail. And I did that in 1990. I did that in the winter. 
And for anybody that doesn't know what the Appalachian Trail is, it's it's a footpath uh, along the east coast of the United States, and that's uh, mm-hmm. a little over 2,100 miles. So I, I hiked tw- over 2,100 miles. And then uh, seven years later, I decided to do a cross-country bicycle trip. So I bicycled across the United States, and that wow. was roughly 4,000 4, miles. And wow. then the, the last thing is uh, – Joanna and I, we, we adopted this uh, a pioneering spirit when we decided to come out here and live on this remote lake. And if people can envision this was pure virgin wilderness, everything had to be flown yeah. in. Uh, just with the chainsaw, we, uh, we cut the trees down, made a path, and cleared the land and cleared the garden. So to answer your, your original question, I wanted to come up with the title to the book that kind of mm-hmm. encapsulated all of these experiences. I've been off grid for 36 years. So that's how I come out with off grid and free in the title and my path to the wilderness. It is a path. It's not just a straight shot from a, a career, which happened to be electronics to the wilderness. There's various things that occurred in, in my life. So it's, it's, again, it's a path that led us out here to this, to the wilderness. Yeah. But please explain what off grid means. So our audience would probably understand that. Well, off-grid has various connotations. Um, For us, off-grid is we're completely away from the power, the normal power grid. The the normal power grid that uh, you'll see wires coming in one way or another to a home. We don't have any of that. We provide our own power. So so when we say we're off-grid... We're off-grid from the, the typical electrical system that, that most people are tied into. I see. Interesting. Okay. And I see also that we're both virgins. Well, at least you are <laughs> a virgin Loganister, and I'm a virgin Islander. We have something in common. <laughs> we got, I, I suspect we've got lots in common. Okay, yes, we do, we do, we do. And it's, uh, it's my pleasure having had the opportunity to meet you and get to know you, and here we are talking about who you are and what you're doing. Wow. So you wrote the book, and how has the book been going? How, how has it changed your life? Well, the book's been going very well. Um, I can't say that it's changed my life other than I've been focused on promoting the book and getting the word out. Okay. And that's uh, I, I'm a I'm a focused kind of guy. So when I decide to, uh, to and set my mind to something, I devote my full time to it. So pretty much uh, since the book has come out, I've done nothing other than focus to try and get the word out so that other people are aware of the book. Okay. Okay. Well, before. You answer the question about your writing style. Can you please share with our audience where your book is available? How can they get it? All of your book, or of you, you and your book. Uh, sure. Th- thanks for the opportunity. Again, the book is sure. titled "Off Grid and Free: My Path to the Wilderness," and it's published by Moonwillow Press. 
And Moon Willow Press is just a, a small, environmentally aware press. We make a great team. The book is available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. It's available in both a print version and a ebook download. If okay. you do a search for my name, Ron Melchior, or the Off Grid and Free My Path to the Wilderness on the internet, you'll certainly find a, a lot of information on the uh, internet. Chances are any of your listeners that live in a foreign country are going to be able to easily find me and and good chance that they can buy the book in their local area. I also have okay. a, a web page. It's in the wilderness.net. That's all one word. In the wilderness.net. I have a Facebook page and a Pinterest page. And the okay. email address is on on my web page. People are, are free to uh, contact me. I, I'd love to hear back from people and, and answer any questions. They can uh, contact me through Facebook or Pinterest. And just uh, the one last uh, point that uh, your listeners may enjoy. If, if for, for any listeners who enjoy a, a, a short video and some wonderful music, I've made a video uh, that's, that yeah. anybody can search for on the Internet, but it's on their YouTube and it's on my Facebook page. And I, I, if, anybody, if anybody wants to learn a little bit more about us, that YouTube video is going to give them a really good idea of who yeah. we are. Okay, okay. My goodness, you're quite an entrepreneur, a homesteading, <laughs> off-the-grid entrepreneur. <laughs> well, I try, I try to cover all the bases. Well, well one, more, one more title. You're off-the-grid, homestead, virgin wilderness entrepreneur. How about that? <laughs> well, well, that'll work. That'll be, maybe that'll okay. be the sequel. Oh, okay, all right. Remember now where you got that title from. <laughs> uh, I, it's recorded. You won't let me forget, I'll bet. <laughs> okay. Let's move on before I get carried away. <laughs> uh, what is your lifestyle for, for, for our audience, the novice and the aspiring authors? I'd like to have them learn something from our guests. So, would you share with them, please, basically what is your writing style? Sure, I'd be happy to. I'm a, uh, a down-to-earth kind of guy. So uh, when I write a story or I relate a story, it's with uh, a feeling that we're old friends, we're sitting around the kitchen table, or we're yes. uh, sitting in the living room, and we're just telling, uh, chatting about old times. If I tell a story... I like to tell it so that the reader feels as if they're with me. If I'm climbing a mountain, I'd, I'd like to relate that story so that the person that's reading it is trudging right behind me up, up the mountains. Um, I like to tell my stories with humor. I like to, to put some humor in there. I, I think the world needs yeah. more laughter. I'm a, I'm a guy that speaks from the heart. And mm-hmm. I hope that that is, is, comes through in, in my writing and my storytelling. I hope that, you know, all, all that stuff people can sense when they read my book. Well, I had a chance to look at the couple pages of your book, and I must say, yes, you are 100% correct in your book because your book matches what you just said, and what you just said matches your book. 
Oh. I think you're doing a oh, awesome. And, and like I say, as a compliment to, to guests <clears throat> who are doing very well like that, I want to be like you when I grow up. <laughs> well, thank you very much. That's very kind of you. Oh, okay. My, my pleasure, Michael. My pleasure. So let's move on then. So you're <clears throat> off-grid. You live that lifestyle for you and your wife. What's, what's the mm-hmm. field? You may have mentioned it before, but what is it that drew, drew you to living off-grid? Uh, just that, uh, that desire to be self-reliant. I like the, 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 the sense that we're providing for our own needs. And, uh, okay. so there's, there's that involved and, and, and I'm just, uh, more of an adventurous spirit. So I think that that played into it uh, quite a bit too. So between the adventurous spirit and the desire to be self-reliant, um, that was probably the initial draw for being, uh, off grid. Okay. Well, you know, now you've become a superhero. You're the mighty off-grid man. <laughs> awesome. Well, hopefully we okay, can convert right. and, and get other people interested in this uh, off-grid lifestyle. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Okay. Now, obviously you did the off-grid, off-grid homestead in first, and then you wrote the book. What was Correct. the discipline behind writing a book? Did you sit down every day and wrote a couple of chapters, or did you do – well, how did you do it? What, what, what is the discipline behind your writing? I never set out to write a book. That really wasn't oh. on my radar in life at all. Um, I guess the reason this all came about is over the years, probably over the last 20 years, in conversations, whether it was with family, friends, complete strangers, if I was telling them a story of, of our life, uh, the bears, uh, we had some bears come in, or we had dealt with forest fires, or I biked across the country, or you know, anything that I, I've done in life, people would invariably say, geez, you're, you ought to write a book about that. And yeah. to be honest, I never really looked at my life as anything worth writing about. But I've heard that mm-hmm. so often over the years that I decided to at least consider it, and I started to write some stories down, <laughs> and here we are. I've got a, uh, and ultimately, I, I'm, I have a book out. Yeah. Well, I just want to take this a little further. Now, when you sit down to write, mm-hmm. do you write by longhand? Do you write by computer? Do you write by notes? Uh, how, how did you go about it? I simply sit down uh, at at the computer. I know what storyline I want to start writing about. Let's say it's the forest fires. So that's an easy topic. It's it's fresh in my mind, even though it's a long time ago. It's still fresh in my mind. It's very easy for me to sit down and just start pecking a story. At least once I get it down, then... Uh, and it's it's on the computer. Then that's the time to start refining and and, and okay. uh, adding more information to it. Sure. 
Okay. Well, a computer is definitely a handy tool because once you get the basics there, you can always go back, go back and modify, clarify, add, edit, do whatever you want to mm-hmm. do to it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, exactly. Well, let's move on. Let's move on to your living in the wilderness. You said you've had uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> friendly, friendly neighbors come to visit you, <laughs> bears. What's it like? <laughs> What's the story about having a bear at your neighbor and say, hi, Ron, hi, Joanna, how you doing? I'm coming to see if you have any food for us. <laughs> well, it, it all depends. There's some nice bears and there's some ornery bears. And oh, really? uh, the nice bears, we don't mind. But, uh, for instance, last year, we had a bear that, uh, if, if, if you can imagine the scenario, we were sound asleep at night in our bedroom, mm-hmm. and the window was cracked. And my wife was awoken. Joanna thought she heard something outside, and she whispered to me. And before we knew it, uh, the bear was at the window, and it was just uh, it was fully intent on getting in the house. Its paws were uh, clawing at the window, and we were face to face, literally the window just separating us by a couple feet. No amount of shouting or banging or anything could uh, get rid of it. And uh, by the time I got dressed and uh, got out of the bedroom, it had made its way around to the utility sink and was trying that window. And then uh, then it went to the greenhouse and uh, started thrashing that. So uh, we've had some interesting experiences. Wow. How did you you happen to get rid of the bear? I've, I managed to get a shot off with the shotgun and scared oh, it off. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah. The noise scared it off. All right. Ooh, that's scary. In the middle of the night while you're sleeping. Ooh. Yeah, it was. That was wow. that was quite the uh, quite the experience. And and in the past they've they've done a, a bunch of damage for whatever reason they like anything that's got gas or plastic. So they've uh, really? they've worked their snowmobile over pretty well. We don't have a seat on a snowmobile anymore. Oh, and uh, boat motor's been worked on. and So occasionally they come around and they, they we get a bear that thinks it's, it's a mechanic and does some work on our uh, equipment for us. <laughs> he's not a mechanical bear, but he's a bear who thinks he's a mechanic. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh well. Now you also had Two other situations that were kind of scary. Tell the audience about the forest fires. What what happened then? Oh my goodness! There's a whole chapter devoted to that because it's it's really yeah. been an integral part of our experience out here. Um, we knew that we were going to be faced with forest fires. We designed and built the house with that in mind. The outside is is sheathed in metal, both siding and roof. And uh, we have our own water pump and and sprinkler system. So we knew we would have some fires, but we had no clue of the extent and how intense they were and how how much devastation they can wreak. So in our experiences out here in the last 16 years, we've had really four serious threats. um, And two of those fires actually burned within 90 feet of the house twice now. Uh, 2002 and 2010, uh, we almost had fires overrun us and, and get within 90 feet of the house. So, 
It's wow. pretty intense. Wow, 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 wow. So was the fire happening during the middle of the winter time or was it during the summertime? No, it's it's, it's always in the summer. The winter time is way too cold. We've had uh, temperatures of minus 57 in uh, minus 57 below 50. zero. Wow. Yeah. How do you keep a house, and, uh, keep a house warm at oh, that temperature? Oh, it's easy. It it uh, <laughs> uh, We've got 10-inch walls. I kind of uh, engineered this thing myself. I, I never came across anybody that had, had done this kind of design. So um, we've got 10-inch walls, and insulation is really the key. The other key is for a vapor barrier. The vapor barrier is plastic, and if you do a really good job, you can kind of think of it as living in a, a plastic bag. It's that tight, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it uh, prevents a lot of uh, uh, air, air infiltration from the outside. Now, uh, we don't live out here with blue, t- uh, blue tinge to our skin. When I say we live kind of in a plastic bag, that's kind of just uh, given people an idea of how tight we are um sure we've got yeah exactly and we've got tubes that are made for this purpose that go in through the wall and they provide the ventilation for us so it's much better for anybody that owns a home to be able to control the air that comes in as opposed to having no control over it with leaky windows and leaky doors and and outlets and things yeah my goodness now um, I can't imagine <laughs> what what do you wear for slippers? I mean, do you wear those heavy boots type slippers when you walk around the house? <laughs> no, Listen, I don't know. I'm, it's either socks. I'm an island guy. I, 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 I do have little slippers, but the house is so toasty warm with that insulation and that and that. Uh, Wall thickness of ten inches. Um, it's mm-hmm. so easy to, to heat this house. We we have wood heat, okay. and uh, it takes nothing to heat the house. So it's not like we if if it's fifty seven below, you can relax. Wow. We're not sitting here in our uh, in our Arctic uh, parkas uh, shivering and teeth yeah. chattering. We're we're just nice and warm. Wow, that's neat. Amazing, amazing. Mm. Well. My goodness, I'm just in awe, learning all this about how you live this lifestyle and loving it. And now you have your path, your journey. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, now, let me ask you to share with our audience, please, what advice you might have in, about surviving the hardship when, you live in, when a person chooses to live in the wilderness. What advice I would, uh, I think the biggest thing would be don't jump into the wilderness. Don't, uh, don't hear my story and decide you're going to trot off uh, immediately to the wilderness. Get your feet wet. Learn okay. some basics. Uh, learn how to grow a garden. Learn some basics of, uh, of, of home construction and how to fix things. And um, learn a little bit about the off-grid technology, what you need. And so basically, start slow, 
stay in a, an environment where if you fail, it's not catastrophic. Okay. And uh, and if, and once you've mastered and got, gained some confidence from this, then you can consider moving a little farther remote. But I would discourage okay. anybody from quitting their job and heading off into the wilderness. Okay. So when a person decides they want to be a homesteader, they need to also be mm-hmm. be prepared to become a what do you call it? A mechanic, an engineer, a repairman, in addition to a homesteader. Is, is that right? Well, it's not a well, it's not a prerequisite, but it certainly helps. Uh, for us, living a uh, hundred miles from nowhere, we have to be a little bit more proficient in things. But right. uh, for somebody that's just going to live a little bit uh, outside of a city or in the country, uh, there are always repairmen and people that you can go to. But the more okay. information, the more knowledge you have, the better armed you are to deal with things. So I, the way I like to put it is uh, people should be absorbing knowledge like a vacuum cleaner. Suck it all up. Uh, even if you don't think you're going to need it, you just never know when that uh, little bit of knowledge uh, is going to come in handy. Okay, okay. Very good. Well, let's switch now to the author side of you. What suggestions mm-hmm. or tips or advice you might have for upcoming authors, those who are brand new or those who are thinking about becoming mm-hmm. an author? I, the, the big, biggest advice I would give people, don't give up. Don't get discouraged. Okay. Don't let others get discouraged. And I'll tell you the reason why, and I'll just tell you a little story. When I first started writing my book, I, I came up with a manuscript that I thought was pretty good. And there was a uh, person that offered to read it and give me a critique. This person had been in the publishing industry and was retired. And okay. when I got it back, it was so marked up with negative uh, feedback and uh, it was just terribly discouraging. It was as if I couldn't write, I I came away as if I couldn't write a coherent sentence, not a single coherent sentence. And in fact, I was told that chances are I would not be able to write a book. It would, if I wanted to have a story told, it would have to be done by a ghostwriter. So my nature is not to accept that. And I was going to prove this person wrong. So I I took the comments to heart. There was some good feedback. I utilized those comments, and I wrote and I, I continued to write. I, I certainly improved from those comments. It was just the way it came back to me. It was, it was not in any encouragement uh, at all, so that uh, mm-hmm. it was just uh, nothing but discouraging. So the the point of all this is I sent something in. It came back negative. I didn't listen to it. I took some of the information to heart. I rewrote it. I made a much better uh, writer from it. And Good. I'm very pleased to tell people that uh, I've had nothing but wonderful reviews on the book so far. And just about every review is a five-star rating. So don't wow. give up. Fantastic. That's good to know. You 
right from the heart, not from the head. Is that a fair enough statement? That's correct. That's correct. And in my experience, I've always found the authors who are the most successful, I'm not talking money, I'm talking about getting their dream into print and getting that print out there Mm -hmm. and having people say, hey, I like what you're doing. Could you do more? Those type of authors are authors 99.9% of the time right from the heart, not from the head. Mm-hmm. Is that, is that mm-hmm. your experience too? Great. Yeah. Uh, Great. Yeah, for sure. It's more genuine. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Now, in addition mm-hmm. to your book, you also write some articles from now from time to time, don't you? That's correct. I've been uh, blogging for Mother Earth News, and uh, there's okay. another off-grid website that I've been uh, writing for. And I visit uh, forums, uh, off-grid wow. forums and homesteading forums, and I try and put my two cents in when, uh, when I think I can add some value to it. No, Ron. No, no, no. It's not two cents. It's at least 50 cents. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's good to know. The price is rising all the time. Exactly, exactly. Oh, mm. my goodness, yeah. Well, I'm glad that you're doing that. How did you get uh, involved with Mother Earth News? Did they come to you or you went to them? Uh, no. In the in the past, uh, and this has been a long time ago, we had written some articles for some uh, magazines, and okay. uh, they were received very well. And at that time, uh, I, I think we contacted Mother Earth News, and they were they were interested in having us blog at that time. But for whatever reason, uh, the timing just wasn't right. We we got busy on something. Yeah. So um, it was just I don't know within the last uh, six months that I contacted them again and said, "Hi, uh, remember us, and uh, would you care to have us uh, do some blogging for you?" And they were. Very happy to have us. So uh, it's been a wonderful relationship. Well, I'm sure being an author certainly made an impression on them that you had the skill, you had the interest, and you had the mm-hmm. passion to share with their audience. Mm-hmm. And the knowledge. You know, just from our and experience, we've, we've got the knowledge backing it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, this is all good information coming together for our audience especially the novice and aspiring authors. People think they could just jump on, awesome. a, on, a, on a computer or pencil on paper and write and become a successful author. It doesn't work quite that way. You have to write really from the heart if you want to become successful. There's a lot of material out there right now because of self-publishing. There's mm-hmm. a lot of material mm-hmm. out there that would not have made it through if they had gone to your initial editor, the one who rejected you. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. let's move on. Okay. Ron, I'm enjoying this. This is fantastic being able to talk to a homesteader and a writer of articles for Brother Earth News. You know, I, I first got involved with Earth News back in the what, 70s, 80s, and I was intrigued with the building a house, underground house with the warmth and, uh, and, and, and the cost savings. It never materialized because I'm not that type mm-hmm. of guy, but I had the dream. And <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, I followed Mother Earth for a while because it was 
interesting magazine. It's really off the grid, as you said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, mm-hmm. before we uh, get carried away, let's tell the audience again where your book is av- available and the title, please. Okay. So it's it's off grid and free. My path to the wilderness. And it's uh, again published by Moon Willow Press. It's available on Barnes and Noble and Amazon. It's in print version and the ebook uh, download. And anybody uh-huh. that wants to search for me, my, my name, Ron Melchior, or the book, we're all over the internet, so we're easily found. And I do have the uh, web page in the wilderness.net, all one word, in the wilderness.net. I've got the Facebook page and the Pinterest page. And there's an email address on the uh, web page, and certainly they can contact me through either Facebook or Pinterest. And I'd love to, to chat Fantastic. with anybody. Fantastic, Ron. You're a very accessible guy. And I know from talking with you and meeting with you that you are a fine person to interact with. You know, kind of stuck mm-hmm. up or refuse to reach out to people. And that's good. You live by yourself and you with your well, wife. Thank you. But nevertheless, you interact with people, yes. And that's the point I'm trying to make. Now, a lot of people mm-hmm. in the big cities who are so, for want of a better term, stuck up. They, they pass people every day mm-hmm. but don't even acknowledge that there are people in the world. Now, here you are, just opposite, mm-hmm. out in the wilderness, willing to accept anyone as they are to, to speak uh, with them. <laughs> And that is ironic, isn't it? If you think about it, here yeah, we are. We're a hundred miles from no nowhere. We don't see another human being generally for six months at a time. Yes. But it's not yes. that we're antisocial. We're we're social people. Yes. We just don't feel that need to be surrounded by people. We're comfortable being exactly. out here on our own. So it's it's kind of. But yes, uh, we we are certainly accessible. Uh, you know, if people want to reach out to us. We're happy to to, uh, to chat with them. Good. So what's in the future for Ron and Joanna? The future is up in the air. Um, we've got to move. We're going to be moving to uh, Nova oh. Scotia next April. Um, so we're oh. going to be moving out. As a young guy, I grew up, my grandparents had a place on the New Jersey coast. And I grew uh-huh. up to love the ocean. So Nova Scotia uh-huh. is uh, the place, and we want to start a new off-grid homestead. It's going to either be on the ocean or right handy to it. And uh, that's really going to be our last hurrah in life before we hit the uh, checkout counter. And I can see a book coming out of that, that experience. <laughs> 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 you never know. Stay tuned. But. But I know something that you don't know right now. After you get through with the oh. Nova Scotia experience and you've lived in the north and in, in Canada, I can see you having a Caribbean experience on the beach, homesteading oh. on the beach of the no. <laughs> no? We, we might come <laughs> okay. down for a visit, but no, there's, we're northern okay. people, and that's, that's kind of interesting. Okay. Uh, okay. We just have no desire for the southern uh, climate. We, we need to see... Some cold weather, we need to see some snow, and yes. uh, we'll be happy. Okay. All right. Well, I can't convert you to becoming a Virgin Islander then. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll come down I can and visit. You to be, but, 
Okay, yeah. I was just about to say that. I could convert you to become a Virgin Island tourist or visitor, but not a yeah. Virgin Islander. Yeah. Okay, good enough. That's, Fair enough, that's true. Fair enough. All right, all right. Ron, this has been a pleasurable interview with you, chit-chat with you, whatever you want to call it. And I want to, mm-hmm. before we get ready to close up, I want to ask you, if you have any closing thoughts, any additional comments you'd like to pass on? Well, I, I do. Uh, I truly appreciate uh, the opportunity to chat with you and your uh, listeners. Sure. You've made this uh, very easy experience for me, and I truly appreciate that. Thank you. The uh, oh. I, I guess uh, I, I've mentioned that uh, I've done some blogging, you know, from Other Earth News. I've uh, done the uh, the forums, and so and and written this book. And over the last couple of years, I've kind of dedicated my time and my life to trying to help others to yes um, consider an alternative lifestyle. So, my main message to everybody that's listening in: life is short. If you've got a dream, grab it. Don't okay. let it pass you by. Exactly. Uh, pursue it with vigor. Uh, it's okay to lead a non-traditional life. We're living proof that uh, it can be done. It can be done successfully. And I hope that my yes. book and my life is an example that, that give people confident, a little bit of confidence. Maybe it offers them uh, some encouragement. Maybe it inspires them to follow their dreams. So it's important to me uh, that, that people follow their dreams. Don't, don't let it uh, pass you by. And uh, for anybody that buys my book, I hope you truly enjoy it. And feel free to, to, to contact me with any questions. Thanks, Eugene. You're welcome, my friend. You're welcome. I know people will definitely enjoy your book because you are a pioneer in more ways than one. You're a pioneer in following your dreams. You're a pioneer in doing your own construction. You're a pioneer in living the, your dream. You're a pioneer in having a a spouse who's there with you, supporting you, and walking through mm-hmm. with you for better or for worse. By the way, last mm-hmm. comment, last question. What's the worst that's ever happened, either between you and uh, Joanna because of your lifestyle or because of your location? What's the worst? The worst thing? There really wasn't any worse thing. I think um, okay. she was. We, we were homesteading in Maine, and that was a content lifestyle. So she wasn't initially fond of coming out to the bush. We do like our camping, and we do like uh, being living on a lake and and being on a lake. So um, I, I guess uh, she wasn't really fond of coming out this far. But now that she's out here. Uh, <laughs> Uh, she doesn't want to leave, so uh, neither one of us wants to leave. Um, but uh, we're getting to the age where if we're going to if we're going to homestead on the ocean, we need to do it now. There's no point in trying to to pack up and uh, and start something new when we're 80. So this is the time to do it if we're going to do it. But we do love it out here. Ron, my friend, I really want to thank you so much for taking time to be with us. And by satellite of all things, wow, that's amazing. Mm. Mm-hmm. And we have learned a lot from you, and I'm sure the audience have gained a lot, too. We want you to know that you're welcome back anytime the door is always open to you. So you have an open door. It may not be cold. In fact, it definitely is not cold. It's a warm, open door for you. 
Well, thank you. Uh, I'll I'll take you up on that anytime. Uh, you, if uh, if we get some questions from uh, viewers and they want to delve into something a little more, or viewers, listeners, uh, and they want to delve into something a little further, we'll do a show uh, specifically for whatever questions come along. I'm I'm thank happy you. to do uh, whatever works. For. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, Ron, thank you, my friend. Say hello to Joanna. Tell her my compliments. And we will have you back on another show at another studio pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Thank you, my friend. All the best to you and continue what you're doing, your encouragement, your role model, your pioneer, your all those things. You take care. <laughs> Thanks ever so much. Thank you, Aitian. You're quite you're welcome. welcome. You Okay. You have a so great day. Bye-bye. You too. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free and anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.